They switched off their torches and stood silent in the dark. Dick heard the labored breathing of the policeman beside him, but gradually he became fully aware of something he had been hearing for some time, the far-off sound of chanting. "'So what now?' he whispered, and immediately regretted it as his voice echoed around the corridor. "'We go on,' the policeman replied, switching on his torch, taking care to keep it pointed to the floor. Dick had one last look backwards at the dim, far-off gloom of the entrance before he followed. The chanting got louder, then louder still. Dick had a feeling that they were getting to the place where the girl said it opened out. His hands started to shake again, and he had to grip the shotgun tightly to stop it falling. And then it happened. He looked up to see how far the policeman had got ahead, and he forgot to watch his footing. He slipped, his left foot sliding from under him, forcing him to throw his hands out for balance, forgetting that he carried the shotgun. The metal barrel hit rock, and the ringing crack sounded too loud in his ears. The chanting stopped, cut off as quickly as a needle lifted off vinyl. The only sound was the shuffling of his feet as he tried to regain balance. He looked up to see the policeman coming towards him. "'Are you all right, laddie?' the policeman asked. And Dick nodded, blinking at the sudden light as the torch was shown in his face. There was a new sound, a wet slap on rock, and the men froze into silence, but it wasn't repeated. "'I vote that we get out of here,' Dick said, and this time it was Angus who nodded. "'Aye,' he replied. I don't think we're properly equipped for this. The policeman took Dick by the arm. Come on, he said. Let's go. He had only taken one step when their worst nightmares came out of the darkness, dark shadows that were quick and silent. It was only when they got close that Dick heard the gurgling of their breathing. He swung round, the shotgun pointing along the torch beam, and was almost unable to pull the trigger, transfixed by the sight. There were two of them, side by side in the corridor. Time seemed to slow for Dick, and he saw everything as clearly as if he had stopped the picture with a remote control. They were huge, seemingly filling all available space in the corridor. Their eyes glowed silver in the torchlight, almost all pupil, with only the smallest, faintest sign of an iris. Dick raised the gun, feeling as if he fought through a wall of treacle. The nearer of the creatures reached for him, and he saw the talons black and curved as they came closer. His finger tightened on the trigger. The creature smiled, showing a mouthful of stained, pointed teeth and bringing with it the foul odor of rotting fish. A taloned hand reached out toward the shotgun barrel, just as Dick pulled the trigger. Its head burst in an explosion of brain and bone, and hot spots of blood peppered on Dick's face and arms. The force of the blast knocked him backwards, stumbling into Angus and almost taking them both to the ground. His ears rang, and he could only dimly hear that Angus was screaming. Frantically he swung his torch around, trying to find the second creature, but there was only the steaming body on the floor and the spreading smell of death. Angus grabbed him hard by the arm and started dragging him away, up towards sanity. It took some time. Dick went backwards the whole way, keeping his torch trained on the corridor, his finger tight on the trigger, ready to fire at the slightest provocation. He almost fell twice, but Angus steadied him. The older man's breathing had become very strained, 
but he couldn't afford to turn around to check on him. Eventually, he realized that there was more light around them. He was grabbed from behind and pulled into the outer chamber. He never thought that he could be pleased to see those bodies again, but his body lost some of its tenseness as he backed out of the mound. It was a surprise to find that the sun was still shining. He guessed from its position that they'd been in the mound for less than an hour. It had felt like days. It was only when they had backed away as far as the car that he felt able to look at Angus. The policeman was in trouble. His face was pale. No, not just pale. It was white. His right hand grasped the top of his left arm, and he doubled over in pain. He moved to help, but the policeman waved him away towards the car. Ah, I'll be all right. Dinna worry about me, laddie. Just get me back to the radio. We need to get some help out here.